0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Money Express. Today on the episode, we're talking about elective surgery and whether it's covered with your income protection benefit. Now, if you do not have income protection, if you do not have your personal life insured, You need to speak to an advisor. You can go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and I'll introduce you to a trusted advisor to sort out your insurance. Whether it's death cover, whether you've got a family and kids, whether you've got a mortgage and you need some disability cover, because if you couldn't work ever again, we want to make sure the mortgage is cleared and we want to make sure your income never stops because if you have to stop working due to an accident or illness, the bills don't miraculously stop. I have yet to see somebody on income protection claim and their electricity bill stop. I'm yet to see someone on an income protection claim and their council rates stop or their mortgage repayment stop, any of that stuff. So, as part of your sound financial house, you need to make sure your income is protected. And if that means slowing down your investing, that's okay. We want to do things the right way. So, I'll unpack in this episode uh, a little bit on the product disclosure statement of one insurance company, uh, and they're all going to be pretty similar, let's face it, around income protection, insurance, and elective surgery. And I will just note that uh, I'm talking about retail advised insurance. So, that is the quality stuff that you get from a financial advisor, not the rubbish that's automatically given to you in your super fund, or not the rubbish that you uh, might purchase on TV, because you get what you pay for. That's what my grandfather always used to say. Thanks for having a listen, and I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye. So, elective surgery, a lot of people want to know, is it covered with income protection? I think it's first important to understand how income protection works, okay? So, income protection, it is an insurance policy that you pay for with your own money or with your super money that provides protection for your income if you were unable to generate that income. Generally speaking, you can cover... 75 percent of your income and there's two critical parts of an income protection policy the waiting period and a benefit period so the waiting period is how long do you have to wait before you can put a claim in until you're eligible to claim until the insurance company takes liability for your claim and then the second part the benefit period how long would they pay that claim for Now, ordinarily, uh, the most common waiting periods are 30 days or one month, and the most common benefit periods is to age 65. Now, those two benefits, age 65 and a 30-day waiting period, they're more common when you purchase a quality income protection policy through a financial advisor, okay? Now, you may have some income protection inside your super fund, And generally speaking, most of them have a two-year benefit period. So, if you could never work ever again, uh, your income would only be supplemented for a period of two years. And sometimes the waiting periods can be 60 days or 90 days. So, this is very important why you need your own advice specific to your situation. We know income protection will cover your income if you're unable to work due to accident or illness. So, whatever reason you can think of that you're unable to work, if you've satisfied the waiting period, your income protection will cover you. This is provided at the time of application that you're in good health for the condition that you were um, claiming for. And usually with the insurance application, uh, you would do a a personal statement of health and say, yeah, I had my knee... um, hurt or injured at soccer three years ago, or I had a thyroid condition, uh, and my thyroid was removed, or I'm taking thyroxine or something like that. And so, you'll disclose your medical information to the insurance company. Now, at the time, they will underwrite your case. So, they'll underwrite you and they'll say, oh, Glenn, you've been taking some medication for your thyroid. We know this is an ongoing thing. We know it's stable. We've got no problem with that. We'll insure you if you have any issues relating to that. Or it could be, and I'll use my my own ankle for an example. Uh, Glenn, we know you're applying for income protection. We know you've told us you've had many ankle operations. We're going to exclude the right ankle from your policy. We'll give you the full policy, but you can't claim on your right ankle because it's a pre-existing condition. It would be like your car has hail damage and you call the insurance company and say, hey, I want to insure my car. And they say, has it already been damaged? And you say, yes. And they say, well, we can't insure it. It would be like calling the insurance company uh, to insure insure your house if your house was on fire. So, we have to make sure we get the policy um, before, well, as young as we can so we're in good health and uh, before we have maybe too many health conditions that we might need to claim on. So, remember, accident or illness. So, provided that we Uh, put an application in and there's no issues at application time, or if there has been some underwriting issues, they've said, yes, we don't care about this medication because it's stable and your right ankle, uh, we're going to place an exclusion on that. So, there's the policy in place. Now, I will say a lot of these income protection policies have what we call a comfort clause. So, if I was in a car accident and my foot was crushed, Uh, and that was the only issue from the car accident, it would be very likely that the insurance company would still pay me because that would have happened to anyone in that situation. It would be more like I was carrying a fridge on the weekend and I rolled my ankle and I can't work for three months. That is when they would say, hey, we're not covering your ankle. So, back to this elective surgery you might be thinking elective surgery straight away, cosmetic surgery. Uh, It could be so myself, I want some, I don't know, bum fillers or I want some, I don't know, chicken thighs in my calves or whatever they do or uh, some breast implants or something like that that I've chosen to get surgery for. That's elective. Generally speaking, more times than not, any of those cosmetic elective surgeries would not be covered if you are off work for more than the waiting period. So if I had a policy that had a 30 day waiting period and I went to the hospital, had some electric cosmetic surgery, I've, you know, I had some breast implants, I had my tuck shop arms tweaked, I had my butt implants and all that fun stuff. And I was off work, For two months, so I've satisfied the first 30-day waiting period, and then I was off work for the first month after the waiting period, I would not be covered. Check with your advisor in the insurance company because I can't speak for every policy in the market. But some of the product disclosure statements uh, that I have looked at, uh, I'll read one in a moment, have said that uh, elective surgery that is not due to a medical condition is not covered under your policy. Now, Let's just rewind and go back to, I need some surgery. In Australia, if you have an accident, you get rushed to hospital and you get surgery on the spot. If it's life threatening or life debilitating, you'll get surgery on the spot. It's all good, you're looked after. Now, with my ankle surgeries, if I was going through the public system, uh, they would be considered elective surgery. Uh, a friend of mine had some disc, uh, one disc replaced in his spine through the public system. However, that was considered elective surgery. In the public system, pain and chronic pain generally doesn't mean uh, that you'll skip the waiting list. So, you might have a medical condition that needs surgery and it is considered, quote-unquote, elective surgery. That will be covered now, there are generally some, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to open a product disclosure statement here. And any uh, income protection or insurance PDS, you can just do a, um, a word search for elective surgery. So, this one that I'm looking at here, uh, it's called um, elective surgery benefit. You may be eligible for a monthly benefit if you're unable to work because you have undergone uh and there's some dot points. The first one, elective surgery performed on the advice of an appropriate uh, an appropriately qualified doctor. So again, that would be like the ankle situation or the back issue. Hey, you're in chronic pain and there's an issue. Uh, we'll put you on the public wait list, and uh that will be elective. An operation to improve your appearance as a result of sickness or injury. So cosmetic surgery would be covered if you were in an accident and maybe you had a scar on your face and you had to have time off work. So, that would be covered. Uh, Elective surgery to donate a body organ or bone marrow to another person. And then a lot of the product disclosure statements will say the surgery must take place more than six months after the insurance started or reinstated or increased. So, that's important to note that If I knew that I needed an ankle operation that was considered elective surgery and I went on the wait list, I could not claim – I couldn't get a policy tomorrow if I'm going to the hospital next week. So, we need to make sure that the policy is in force. Now, I've talked about the public system. You could have elective surgery on your spine or your ankle or whatever that is through the private system, and there's no real wait times, uh, and you would still be eligible um, to claim on a policy, provided that you've met, met the waiting conditions um, of the product disclosure statement. Now, an example would be uh, one of my ankle surgeries. I had it done privately, and if I didn't have an exclusion on the policy, so I'll just pretend someone out there, you've got an ankle surgery, you're going going to get private and you've got an income protection policy with a 30-day waiting period. Generally, if it was just day surgery keyhole, you might have two, three weeks off work. You might be back to work within that 30-day waiting period anyway. So what I'm taking from this with your income protection is that your elective surgery is covered under the policy provided you've met the waiting period. So, you know, you're not just buying a policy tomorrow to get uh, a claim next week, but elective cosmetic surgery isn't covered unless it is to uh, repair your appearance due to an accident or illness. The reason I do not love the policies inside your super fund as a default Thing is, because the policies aren't as strong. And for example, with income protection held in your super fund, to claim on it, you must be gainfully employed at the time. So if you took some months off and went overseas or holidayed and you weren't working or you quit your job and you had an accident, you're not covered. Likewise, if you had a waiting period of 30 days uh, and you had sick days and holidays, you actually have to not have any remuneration from your employer. So, they're just a lot stricter in terms of the eligibility to claim. But by all means, please reach out. I'll put a link in the show notes or you can go to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. And if you want to review your income protection or if you haven't got income protection, uh, reach out. I'll connect you to an advisor who can help you put that uh, together for you. Uh, But... I think that might do us today, uh, and I hope you've learned a little bit more about elective surgery with your income protection insurance. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast.